Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Watch Along, Dave LaGreca and the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, our very own Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy, the match that we are going to watch tonight is, I know, a match that's near and dear to your heart. We're going to go back to April 13th, 1997, the main event of Barely Legal, a show that you and I have done that you can catch on the SiriusXM app on demand. But we are going to look specifically at that three-way dance that led up Tommy to Raven and Terry Funk at the ECW arena. Yeah, man. And uh, to be honest, this is the first time I'll ever have watched this in since probably that Monday when uh, I saw it. I did pay for this pay-per-view, uh, even though my may have had a illegal hot box back in the day. My father's no longer with us, so I could, he would always be worried that the cable police would come and arrest him. But uh, I did purchase this pay-per-view. Uh, I purchased every ECW pay-per-view because uh, I wanted to up the numbers. So uh, this was a special night. We'll talk about getting there, which we already have covered. But uh, I look forward to uh, seeing this. Where are we going to start at? All right. We're going to start when we're going to tell everyone that's going to do the watch along with us. Go to the WWE Network, Barely Legal, 1997, and we are going to go. We're going to make it easy on the Busted Open Nation, uh, unlike the first uh, WrestleMania main event. It's two hours and four minutes. So go right now to the two-hour and four-minute mark of Barely Legal, 1997, on your WWE Network. So I'll give everyone a couple of seconds to get to once again. Two hours and four minutes, not two hours and three minutes and 59 seconds, not two hours, four minutes and one second, two hours and four minutes. So now that you're there, two hours and four minutes, I'll give a countdown. Five. If you see Joey Styles with the microphone in his hand, then you know you're in the right spot. So two hours and four minutes. I'll give the countdown before we hit play. Five, four. Three, two, one, and play. And there's Joey Styles, I believe, Tommy, introducing you and Beulah to the commentating table. Hang on. I got to lower my volume. All right. We're good. Oh, my oh, gosh. Tommy, Look Beulah Look looking smoking so hot. hot. Right Tommy Drew so hot right his pose, wearing his cool jeans, checking out Beulah. Totally going to tap that later. Um, full set of hair. This is what I, uh, in my head, every time my music, uh, hits when I come through that curtain, these are things that I still look at. Beulah, Beulah is looking dope in this video. And I'm wearing a clockwork orange t-shirt, by the way. That's right. And, uh, is it wrong for me to say, uh, how, how much I appreciated Beulah back in the day, how much I appreciate Beulah now, but especially in 1997. Absolutely. And you look great, man, with the leather jacket. Oh, like man, she was smoking. And, yeah, uh, uh, and as we discussed on the, uh, the 
Yeah, man, I was cool. <laughs> we discussed like getting up to that spot was so, so hard because that's where the rickety staircases, this place is <laughs> packed. By the way, I want to say at this time, and I've said this on the air before, this venue I think was supposed to be legal capacity tops 375 people. And I think I broke it. Like I always say, everything from uh, the original ECW we did illegal. Here comes the BWO. Uh, What a hot act they were. Caught fire. And uh, I just popped where 7-Eleven fell trying to get to the second (laughs) rope because he's an idiot. There's Nova. He's the Hulkster. There's the Inchworm. But this act was so, so popular. And Stevie had came back to ECW and uh, he had a lot of heat. Oh, no, wait, this was, was this 97? I'm just trying to think. Yeah, he this had, is April 13th, 1997. Yeah, no, no. So then. No, the first ever ECW pay-per-view, Tommy. Maybe no, I know, but Stevie had then left when he followed Raven. So that he didn't have heat here. He was, uh, Stevie paid his dues, man. Uh, he was just, he went from a lackey to a star. Too. He had his own lackeys, but this whole group, man, you know, we had Meanie on the show. Meanie grew up in Philadelphia and to see, uh, be a part of the main event of a show that was never kind of happening, uh, is just off the charts. And you look at, uh, the fans, I, I'm playing it in my head. He's the worst friend you ever had because once his music hit, he waited four minutes and 44 seconds to come and uh, make the save on you. <laughs> well, this was, and this is what the one really drawback to watching ECW on the WWE network is you don't hear the music. Like when Enter Sand, you know, you don't hear Enter Sandman when Sandman comes out. You hear some generic rock song. How could you not listen to Enter Sandman when Sandman comes to the ring? I mean, look at that. that. Look how beautiful he looks, Sandman. If that spells athlete. I don't know why he's bleeding already because he hasn't opened up his beer. Look at that mullet. He literally looks like uh, Beavis if Beavis grew up. Um, or was that Butthead? Who had the blonde hair? I don't know. One or the other. It doesn't matter. He was so over Sam, man. And uh, after his uh, Tales from the Dark Side, I did not know how much he truly loved cocaine. So, uh, didn't know he probably was a little uh, feeling special and now adding alcohol to the mix of his main event match. That's our first pay-per-view. Now he's definitely go, bleeding. Chugging the beer and then banging the can against his head. And if he wasn't busted open before, which he was, he's, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, busted wide open right now. He didn't care about tanning for this pay-per-view. It doesn't even look like he got a clean shirt. <laughs> And the Zubas are fantastic, and they hold a lot of beer in the pockets, in the, in the pockets, which is the, the best thing right now. Um, and again, you see, you know, with the photographer now, we always talk about George Napolitano was a big ECW fan and loved to photograph a lot of the ECW events, especially in South Philly. You see Bill Apter uh, outside the ring taking pictures of the Sandman, Tommy. And dude, you know how many? I agree that everybody was out there. This was such a big deal. And uh, if you look at this audience, you know, everyone who was a part of it would talk about how 
much the fans were part of the show. I literally knew everybody's name and I'm watching everybody right now. Uh, I still see uh, a lot of the, t- the, the fans that are there, but so many people will ask me, Hey, whatever happened to hat guy, whatever happened to, to this guy, whatever happened to that guy. And uh, it's cool to see this. this is the first time, like I said, I'm watching this ever. I couldn't even believe that we had ECF and W foam fingers. I know you really went wild with the merch. Um, I always found it amazing. I don't think I ever told you this, but you know, back in the nineties, I made a visit to the ECW arena with the Dallas Cowboys Jersey on. I had a Michael Irvin Jersey on and you it got so bad. I had to go back to my car and change my shirt. I would have beat the crap out of you back then. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of ladies in attendance. Yeah, yeah. ladies love ECW, Tommy. Yes, they did. <laughs> now, this is the three-way dance. Obviously, we see uh, Sandman coming to the ring. Um, Stevie Richards, as you said, big Stevie Cool already waiting in the ring. And then we're waiting for the legendary Terry Funk to come out because the winner of this match will be in the main event to challenge Raven for the ECW championship, Tommy. And before this, you know, the, the Beyond the Mat was filming this. Uh, this was the famous uh, Welcome to the Dance speech by Paul Heyman. And, uh, you know, we were all ready to die for him this day. And like I said on our other uh, podcast, that um, I wasn't on this show. I wasn't wrestling on this show. And it hit me so, so hard. And I had won like a qualifying match to be there. But then I gave my spot to my mentor, Terry Funk. And uh, I fought with Paul about this, but Paul was right because it was the right thing to do. And he was like, Tommy Dreamer would give his title shot to his mentor. And that was a big thing that kind of got lost through the years. But, you know, me being ultimate sacrifice for the character, more so for the for the company. Um I main evented the next pay-per-view against Jerry Lawler, but uh, man, I wanted to wrestle on this first one instead of doing color commentary. I know we can't play the commentary, but I remember them saying in my ear, and uh, when we were talking, we had Beulah on, we were talking and it was uh, how bad my commentary was. And I also remember them, they asked me a question and on the air, I went, okay, and then they respond and they go, because they're just talking your headset. And yeah. they're like, do not respond when we're asking. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and then they're like, Tommy, please stop talking. Well, if there's one point I remember where you said, I'm going to stop talking. I just want to watch the match, which reminded me of Pat Patterson back in the day when he said that to Gorilla Monsoon during Hulk Hogan in the Iron Sheik at Madison Square Garden. Because you did say that. You're like, I'm not going to talk anymore. I just want to watch the match. Yeah, because Joey was bothering me with his stupid commentary. I just wanted to, I was lost in the moment. Plus, I was waiting for my spot. There was a lot going on. I don't need to talk. So different. Now, uh, Terry Funk, were? man. Okay, Look at him. Terry Funk. 53 uh, when when this match took place, Tommy. When I, I think about how I feel at my age and what he did in carrying ECW at 53 doing moonsaults into the crowd and what he did for ECW, man. I just, it makes you, me love him and appreciate him even more because, you know, stuff that I'm doing in impact wrestling, uh, 
I'm not the champion. I'm not carrying the company, but I do do a lot behind the scenes as well as wrestle. And, you know, some of those next days I'm exhausted, but he's doing this in ECW with all these crazy, crazy people. Maybe I should, with this virus, I'm going to start just keep growing my hair so I can look more like Terry Funk. I was telling my lovely life, uh, Violetta, that I'm I'm not cutting my hair again. I'm growing my hair long. Oh, you got the Phil Donahue look going on, but I could get like that receding kind of mullet, kind of like whatever Terry Funk's got. Uh, but again, man, 53 could still go. Look at his body. He doesn't get enough credit for what shape he was in. He doesn't want a beer. I don't want it. Not today. <laughs> and uh, man, look at this. Uh, I don't know how. Let me check. By the way, we started this at 204. We're now at we're 10 minutes in. Not nobody has done anything. And the people are so, so into this. Yeah. I mean, if if you're watching this at home, which I hope you are, everyone is on their feet standing and no one has touched each other. And there you are with Beulah on commentary uh, with Joey Styles. Beulah never says a word. I don't even. Yeah, she has the headset on. But I don't think Beulah said one word during this entire match. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, probably not. That's how I like it. Keep yourself quiet, quiet and pregnant in the house, barefoot and pregnant and silent on the microphone. Vicious, vicious three-way headlock. Terry Terry blew the spot. He was supposed to take the tackle. Um, Terry Funk, man, still to this day, when you talk about music, whenever I hear Desperado, man, I crank it because that's what it reminds you of. And you think of ECW in your face, uh, all this like crazy stuff going on. And we would hear this desperado going on and it was just off the charts. And, you know, he used to garner so many people crying, everything he, he spoke. It it was just great. Here's Stevie. They're beating the crap out of Stevie, um, hitting Terry Funk, uh, especially his chest for all of you people out there. If you want to take like a catcher's mitt that you may have in your garage and just keep hitting it as hard as you can. That's what his chest felt like. And he you know, chopped I, you know, Sandman in his face. <laughs> uh, what's it like? Because you said you haven't watched this since the Monday after this match took place. What's it like for you now to watch this back, you know, like over 20 years later? Uh, it's awesome. Um, again, Terry Funk going for his finisher. Sandman's officially pinned, by the way. Uh, watching how horrible Sandman still is through the years still makes me laugh because he's in his prime here. Uh, Stevie was so underrated and just always got better. Uh, one of the most underrated superstars, I feel, in the history of wrestling, especially after you know ECW went away and the whole right to censor and he would be a babyface or a heel any night. Yeah. Nice little double team. Wasn't that uh, the Midnight Express's move for one point? Yes, trash. it was. Yep, it was. Tra- Let me ask you this, compactor. because when it comes to Terry Funk, Tommy, I don't think Terry Funk gets enough credit. Like, I've always said this, on my Mount Rushmore, I put Terry Funk because of what he did. And a lot of it, what he did for ECW, because for me as a fan, Terry Funk, Terry Funk brought credibility to ECW. Oh, dude, absolutely. And that was his job. He was the... He was the guy who was the former NWA champion coming in to uh, endorse the company. And he was great friends with Polly, as he used to call him, Polly, Polly, Polly. And uh, 
uh, again, he's a 53 year old man hanging in the main event with Stevie, who is in is in his early 20s, probably blowing up Stevie right now. Um, I don't know where Sandman went. Probably to get like I maybe a ladder. The way everyone's standing. Yep, the there ladder. he goes. See, I could call these spots in a heartbeat. Still, there's Sandman just threw. <laughs> He just throws it into the ring right on top of Terry Funk. Not even caring. But that was the beauty of the Sandman. Up, oh, Bulis, she's upset. Man, look at my hair. Oh, that look at Sandman. Um, I miss my hair. Can I get a toupee of what I used to look like and put that on me, please? Uh, dude, this is awesome. It's awesome because it's like, you know, we discussed it on the the podcast of like how, it, oh my God. It, it's, it's he's like Terry Funk right now is taking a beating with that ladder at 53 years old from the Sandman. And, and dude, like not like putting his hands up. He's literally letting a ladder hit him in the face twice. Once in the back of the head, which he didn't see coming in that time, which he did. I think Sam uh, Funk will eventually go for his horrible moonsault. Um <laughs> I just, I'm literally watching this like a fan again because it's so awesome in its horribleness and awesomeness. And Salmon threw a good left. I used to hate when he would like, and he was always like, would sell his hand. Uh, and that actually made his punches look like crap. But the best part about Sandman's punches there, they looked real. Here it comes. He's going to do, he'll probably miss it. Yep. Yeah, a little short on that one, Tommy. Uh, the moonsault off the ladder for Terry Funk. Still doing it again. Uh, you know, in Impact, we just saw a 70-year-old Mike Jackson. Yep. Here's a 53-year-old man who is through – what is Sam Man doing? Oh, yeah, that's good. Through the years, uh, just destroyed his body, and at 53, climbing to a ladder and doing a moonsault. And when you're underneath that, Terry would, like – Looked like he was going to soar like an eagle, and then he would come crashing down like the Hindenburg, and you never knew. It was like almost like a joke, like how you were going to be able to try to catch, and because he would just rotate like, oh my God, he's going to overshoot, and then he would just come crashing down. Oh, the humanity. You know what? I said that how I had to change my Michael Irvin jersey in Philly. So far, I haven't seen any eagle jerseys in the crowd. But I see two Dan Marino jerseys and a Warren Moon jersey. So maybe I should have wore my Michael Irvin jersey. Well, it was everybody either wore ECW merch or had it in their hands. (laughs) (laughs) Sam had just picked up Stevie, threw him on top of Terry Funk while the back of Stevie's head hit the ladder. That's so much safety. I think the coca bean was rolling through his head right now, Sam. Oh, look at him. He's just a menace. Did did, nice. did like the ECW, and there's a New York Rangers jersey. I don't see a Philadelphia Flyers jersey, but I see a New York Rangers jersey. Um, quick little save by Terry Funk. The camera missed it, but he was right there. Sandman, Stevie just hit his super kick with the ladder into Sandman's face. Probably stiffed him because Sandman was stiffing Stevie. Uh, Sandman has now set the ladder up in the corner. I bet you Stevie reverses it and Sandman takes his flip bump. Yep, there it goes. Yo. Uh, let me ask you this, because you mentioned that the, um, you know, Beyond the Mat documentary was being filmed uh, backstage at Barely Legal. Um, 
Terry Funk's family was there watching this match. I know his wife was watching this match, who he recently lost, and his daughter was watching this match as well. So I wonder what was going through their minds when they were watching this. Yeah, man, it was an emotional night. And uh, I remember that's who he finally made his way uh, to after he won the title. Um, it was it was great to see them all together. Um, I don't know who flew them there. I don't know if Terry did it or if it was part of the beyond the mat budget. I don't know if Paulie flew them in there. Uh, by the way, a flight from Amarillo to uh, Philly is always a connection. And even when I used Terry on my House of Hardcore shows, when I did, he would still, <laughs> he just backed up into the ladder. He would still do it no matter what. You have to get up at 6 a.m. to make your connection either through Dallas or Houston and then direct to Philly. Um, by the way, in the back, this is a chaotic scene everyone's telling us because we know what time we have to go off the air. And uh, this was, look at Sam, man, just taking it to the head <laughs> at all times. Concussions didn't exist in uh, the original ECW, ladies and gentlemen. And we had a code, <laughs> Terry Fuck. <laughs> Terry Fuck doing the airplane spin with the ladder on his head and now selling with it like he's stuck. And the fans chanting ECW is so great. Uh, back when you talk about like Terry Funk and his contributions to wrestling, there are so many people that he helped get started as well as, um, you know, him telling Hulk Hogan to call Vince because of, you know, what they want to do and kind of starting Hulkamania mm -hmm. and, you know, then, then everybody who came out of West Texas, Texas state, Terry Funk and his brother Dory helped get started in wrestling. So, I mean, hall of famers, you know, Ted DiBiase, Tito Sand, you name it. They, if you went to West Texas state, Terry Funk brought you in, uh, Terry Funk having a battle with the Sandman, Stevie perched on top. I bet it's going to be the flip thing. Yep. Didn't go over too well. Cause Sandman was actually leaning on the ladder. At least Stevie risked his life to do that. And Sandman messed it up. <laughs> and sadly that probably hurt like so much. Funk's pissed. He's punching himself. Yep, Sam. If you look at Funk, he's bleeding in his mouth because of how that ladder just hit because Sandman was leading in front. Stevie, again, a kid from Philadelphia, uh, being in the main event was big to him. He's loading up for the Stevie kick. Oof, that was a stiff one. One, two, kick out at two. Ooh, that was close to a three. You're practicing your House of Hardcore commentary? Uh, yeah, hip toss. <laughs> Look at the Terry Funk wobbly leg cell. Oh! He caught him. One, two. Oh, kick out at two. Meanwhile, Sam Man, instead of going for the save, tried to pin Terry Funk as well while Stevie was on top of him. By the way, I got to be honest, I think it just moved in my pants because I'm actually doing a watch along to the <laughs> to an ECW barely legal with Dobby Draper. This is nuts. The fact that Samad laid on top of Stevie while pinning Terry Funk. I don't know if Samad knew the rules of that, but I uh, wonder what would happen if both guys laid on top. I wonder if it was the first guy who lays on top wins. But as always, if you came to an ECW show, there was fighting in the crowd, and uh, Samad just threw Stevie into that. I don't know what he's doing with the ladder. The floor at the – oh, he's going to do the flippy thing. He's going to jump over the top rope – Oh, a running one. Left-handed Sandman. 
<laughs> it's just like, how dangerous is that, that the ladder's in the crowd and he's flipping the ladder in the crowd? Lawsuit. <laughs> you Again, everything we did back then was illegal. Um, and uh, so, let me tell you about, oh, there's a chair shot to the head. Oh. Yep, you didn't need, you don't need a concussion. Stevie. Yep. Oh. Um, <laughs> another one. <laughs> And look at Funk just like tosses the chair up in the air. It's amazing. But look at the fans, man. Everyone's standing on their feet. Everyone's into it. Uh, Sandman was so athletic and he used to like jump over car, the hoods of cars. But um, <laughs> him doing that was like his signature thing. And he'd be like, yo, did you see me scale the top rope? Like he hurt. I mean, he, le- he did legit hurdle the top rope there. He had some athletic ability. Nice vertical suplex by the Funker. Hey, we up oh, here comes a Sandman with a keg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's a trash can with just like a, a metal no. covering on the trash can. No, dude, Sandman just came to the ra- in the back of the back of the ECW arena, the old one. There was just trash, and that is a piece of air conditioning unit that Sandman found in the back and made it into like a wannabe trash can. The Mummers, which if you're from Philadelphia, you know what the Mummers parade is. They used to keep like floats and like there was always so much trash and we would find our weapons in the back. Like, oh, let's just see what's back there because that's what it was. And that's what Sandman just came to the ring with. They're going to suplex poor Stevie on trash. Oh, it's not a garbage can. It's like, that's like for an industrial unit for an air conditioning. <laughs> oh my God. We are such idiots. I love it. Did you ever think of safety at all? No. Did that ever cross your mind at all? No, man. Um, you know, I think of like WWE when they do stunts, they would even have like stunt coordinators. Stuff pile driver on Stevie Richards. A hell of a sell. Um, and you know, from where we're doing commentary, I've been choke slammed from already. Uh, Stevie Richards is taking more chair shots to the head. Uh, I'm sorry, not a chair shot, a air conditioning unit, uh, hard thing. Salmon has a ladder. That's never good. He'll probably just dump it on somebody. Now we see both George Napolitano and Bill after, uh, at ringside taking pictures. Pretty cool. Dude, Sandman's going to do his flip thing. Oh, <laughs> ass first. When I tell you how much, he would just land on you. Or he would land, we used to laugh, like we, used to, me and him when we would tag, we started calling it, because Sabu and Van Dam did Rolling Thunder. Uh, we used to call ours Rolling Rock. And Sandman had no, like he would either totally land on you or he'd land, he'd under rotate and this is going to kill Stevie. Up, oh, he almost fell. Oh, oh, and then the ladder once again it just goes right into the crowd. That may have been the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Thankfully, oh it missed God. Stevie. Sandman went to the top rope, if you're not watching this, to do like the slingshot thing. Oh, there's Terry Funk. He just threw a chair at Sandman, who's in the on the floor. And Sandman tried to do like where you hit the edge of the ladder and it shoots off into the guy's face while Terry Funk was hitting his face. I mean, holding his face. Sandman jumps off, 
and the ladder just shot into the audience. At least it's on pay-per-view. But the hard camera didn't see it, so it never happened. Dude, a ladder just went into an overpacked building. Look at it. <laughs> the guy right now, what was that? A modified powerbomb? Now, here comes Todd Gordon screaming at them to go home. If you just saw him walk past, now everybody's freaking out in the back because we're way over our time. And if you look at the time, there's only roughly about 11 minutes left in this pay-per-view. And we haven't even started the main event yet. Look at Todd Gordon. Like we're supposed to be doing old school, like hold up the pencil or old school, like give him the Iggy. We got to go. Cause like we said, me and Meanie, we didn't have earpieces. We didn't have any of that. And the panic in the back, that was a nice backdrop onto, at least Stevie was there for that one for Sandman. The panic going on in the back was off the charts. Again, this is our first ever pay-per-view, our first ever anything. And they're so panicking that Todd just literally kept running around the ring telling everyone to go home. I'm going to grow my hair like Terry Funk. This pandemic's going to see a new Tommy Dreamer. I like it. I'm going to be like bald, but with a lot of hair, just like Funk. Never cut my hair again. Or I may shave it. Those are all the, that's barbed wire, real barbed wire. And the people who were cleaning the ring from the Japanese match earlier. Yep, that hurt. Yeah, he just hit that. Look how I said it's not a trash can. It's the the top of an air uh, an industrial air air conditioning unit. <laughs> he, he, he did the old okey doke, the shirt yep. over the head, so Sandman can't see. So uh, Sandman has pulled out real barbed wire, but whoever was taking the Japanese streamers. They're under the ring. Oh, dude, I remember this. This was brutal. It catches on Sandman's body. Oh, yeah, you can see that. This is like uh, fishing with a hook, but yet they're doing it with barbed wire. And uh, the streamers are connected to the barbed wire. We didn't clip the barbed wire. It's real barbed wire. It's sticking to horrible-looking Sandman, who's now ripping, putting the barbed wire on him with all the Japanese streamers. With his shirt halfway up. So he's got kind of like, it looks like he's got a cutoff shirt with his beer belly hanging out. And Terry Funk is taking, man, he's taking it like a champ though, that barbed wire. And you could see it cutting up the sides by his stomach and he's bleeding on his torso. And that's <laughs> not good. And, and, and Sandman jumping off the top rope with the barbed wire is not going to help that situation either. Sandman's leg drop looked like a person slowly falling on the ice. <laughs> and look at what Terry Funk is just going to probably go over his head. I think I remember this and just blast Sandman. I remember Sandman did a barbed wire match in Florida with Mick Foley. And Sandman had the barbed wire on. Look, it's now Terry Funk is cut legit from the barbed wire. Yep. So is. Uh, Nice. <laughs> so is the Sandman. <laughs> and Sandman, uh, here comes another moonsault, maybe? Yes, moonsault. Barbed wire on him. There oh, you go. God. <laughs> he just rotated. He did a moonsault. He won it. Yes, he beat Sandman. With, it was like a moonsault into like a senton where his hips just crushed the Sandman. While the Sandman is wrapped in barbed wire. Now here comes, here comes Raven. Raven. 
Uh, here, this match, they have to go home. There's so much stuff going on. And uh, now, Sandman, I'm sorry, Terry Funk, the winner of this, got to face Raven in the main event. Uh, so he had to qualify, basically. Now, here's again a 53 year old man who just did a moonsault senton to win the title. Here is good old Raven. Bad guy. Bad guy, Raven. Man. Listen, at this time, dude, and from like 95 to, I want to say, till he went to WCW, Raven was so on his game and was so, so brilliant in his false finishes and and stuff like that. Funk with a nice gash. Drop to hold into the chair. He's got that gash on his shoulder and his torso. Real barbar will do that to you, buddy. Yeah. Wow. And Raven I know a lot of people attribute uh, the drop toe hold, another chair shot, to the head. He's busted open. Um, they attribute the chair shot, The I'm sorry, the uh, drop toe hold. Shane Douglas was the first to do that, the drop toe hold onto the chair. And uh, Raven stole it, and so did I. But I always wind up taking it. I never, ever, ever successful with it. Funk is now gushing blood. Look at it. To the point, like a 53-year-old man bleeding this badly, you got to be concerned. Like he is, he is covered from forehead to, to his breast in blood. Here comes our doctor. By the way, that doctor was uh, a podiatrist and he wasn't officially a doctor. That was, and he was Raven's roommate. He was awesome. And he wasn't even finished uh, podiatry school, but yet that was our doctor for all our ECW events. <laughs> for real. That's amazing. He was Raven's roommate who was a, a podiatrist. I won't say his name because I don't want him to get in trouble because he was practicing medicine without a license or being <laughs> our fake doctor. <laughs> Terry Funk. Doing his famous, my eye, my eye. Raven's punches on point. Same with Sandman's punches. And, you know, people will always point out crappy punches. But from that position, man, Sandman, Raven's punches look so legit. Sam, uh, Terry Funk being out of it. And blinded by the blood, you know, it just, he can't see. Oh, we got to have a table. It's a main event. I'm watching this, dude. It's awesome. And like it, fans have about, been on their feet since the moment that three-way dance started. They have not sat down this entire time. Raven's not caring about the doctor, who's wearing a white shirt. He should be bleeding too. I have no clue why the doctor, unless this is, unless they were really concerned about Terry Funk's blood loss, like why he kept doing this. This had to be. Uh, I think it was storyline. Raven just picking up the table and suplexing it on Terry Funk to pull out another table. <laughs> Why doesn't he one use that table. other table? One table's not enough. Raven needed two. I forgot how much the building used to overcharge us for tables. Um, Raven is trying to set up a table. There's no room for the fans to go who've already been struck with by a wrestler and a ladder. So he's trying to put the tape, but there's no room and the guardrails aren't moving. So he puts a bloody Terry Funk on the thing. And I'm sure he's going to do his running over the top rope. 
There you go. Onto the table, right onto Terry Funk. Terry Funk, which is just, you would think he's red because he's just covered from waist to forehead and blood. And there's the doctor. Like The doctor's been on top of him. Like, the doctor wants the match to be over. And he just took a punch from Raven. (laughs) Well, that was his roommate, so he could do that. Poor doctor. I don't know what. There's a paramedic taking care of the doctor. (laughs) Yes, and now the doctor needs a doctor. Here comes Raven's kind of his flock. No, he didn't have that then. Oh, that's Reggie Bennett. I totally forgot she was there. Reggie Bennett from uh, Japan's fame. Oof. She just powerbombed Terry Funk onto her own legs. But that was Reggie Bennett. She was very, very famous in Japan. I don't even know why she was in this match. <laughs> totally. I remember we were all in Japan with her. Now Raven's calling me out. Bula's still um, silent. Yeah, Raven's calling you out, man. Right? He's because he's beating up your mentor, Tommy. This is Correct. your hero. Well, now I gotta go into action. That was a part of the building that I wasn't supposed to uh, break, but I had to because I had tables already set up there. Watch your back, Tommy. Please. Here comes Big Dick Dudley. I don't know why Brian Lee was not doing this, but uh, Big Dick Dudley took this and he was part of Raven's Clan. Oh, trash can. Man, I miss Big Dick. Me and Bubba talk about him a lot. Uh, the Dudleys were brought in to ECW by Raven, so it made sense. I always say uh, there's Raven kicking and DDTing our good old referee, John Finnegan. Uh, leading up to this, I was going through so many tables. That's why Big Dick, I finally get revenge. For my sweet choke slam. Choke slam. Big Dick takes the worst choke slam, by the way. Nope. Kick you in the nads. I'll choke Sam. Watch this. It looks like he falls off a roller, uh, a skateboard. Oh, <laughs> through the tables. That's a, that, that's harsh. And the through fans are going tables. insane. The fans. It's only about two story. I mean, one story, Dave. And look <laughs> at the fans. Some of the fans were hit by those tables, but they didn't care. Yeah. I just threw a 300 pound man. Now I had to make my way down the spiral staircase through a horde of people to try to get to the ring to mess up Raven. And cool storyline-wise, it's me that messes up Raven and costs him his prize possession. He's challenging me to a fight, though. I got to do it. Yeah. And, you know, you got to be there to support your mentor, Terry Funk. Oh, that was me throwing something. Oh, Tommy, right in the face you took that trash can. I ain't selling nothing. Here it comes. Hip toss DDT. Get him, Terry. Get him. Look at the Terry. nuts. Come on, Terry. Look at the P. Like, look, look at this. You don't get this anymore. Look at this crowd. One, two. Oh, kick out at two. <laughs> oh, Raven's all on top of Terry. Like, small package. One, two, three. It's over. It's over. We got a new ECW champion forever. Look at the referee forever. selling. 
we discussed this, dude. This this was an amazing night. There's some famous pictures of me, and I'm literally covered in blood. After Terry won this, he went throughout the entire crowd, and everyone was t- was allowed to touch the title. And uh, we went back up to where this hard camera was, and then as soon as we go off the air, look at this, look at this scene. It's a mob scene. Nobody cares that he's bleeding. We're all so so happy, and uh, we lose power. They won't show this. Once we, but this is where we talk about we lost power. I'm covered in Terry's blood. Hepatitis or AIDS didn't exist in hardcore world. And uh, then we lose power, but we already just went off the air. And it was an amazing night for, like I said, if you listen to this podcast uh, that we did before about talking about this night. Look at my face. I'm drinking Terry Funk's blood. We also got a new title that night for uh, all this. It was our one of our early earliest designs, and I truly love Terry Funk. And uh, I'm actually going to call him up after this because uh, just to check up on him. We're doing the forever, and then the lights blow, and the once the credits go, literally like I think it was like three to six seconds, we're done, and everyone just celebrating and being part of the party. Yeah, and this is it. We Nobody cared that he was bleeding. It's awesome. And he went around the entire building and did this for everybody. And it was like, we're all a part of it. Something that you will never see go off the air training ECW. Man, that was awesome, man. I really um, enjoyed that. That was amazing. That. Thank you so much. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the watch along. I can't wait, Tommy, for the next watch along. I don't know what it's going to be yet. You know, we get Mother Marissa, we go into a room, we fight, we claw, we punch. The arguments are intense when we try to figure out what match we're going to watch next. But uh, I think it's uh, Mother Marissa's turn to choose uh, what match we're going to watch next. So we'll let her choose. But one thing we do know, thank you so much for joining us. Please stay safe. And we'll see you next time right here on a very special watch-along edition of Busted Open. Forever. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.